I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. I don't know where you're going. I am singing the song because I'm so excited to talk about my Hero Academia season four, episode 19, otherwise known as 82. Prepping for the school festival is the funnest part. Also, we're going to talk about the My Hero Academia Heroes Rising movie premiere. We have a first-hand account of the red carpet, and we all saw the movie, so we'll tell you a little bit about it. But before we get into that, first, my name is Carrie Lane. I'm joined by my awesome co-host. Hey, everyone. Veronica Valencia here. Hey, guys. It's Ollie Drennan. Yay! So what do we think of this episode, Veronica? Um, you weren't here last week, so mm-hmm. this last week leans into this one of that school festival. Where are you feeling with this school festival vibe? I think you're a little excited. I'm a lot excited. <laughs> I love school festival episodes in any anime. School festivals was always just something that I'm like, man, I wish I had that in my school growing up because that sounds very fun. I think this episode was broken down into three parts very nicely and that I think it's building up to something bigger and better mm. with, you know, Gentle Criminal, La Brava, the festival, even All Might teaching Deku about um, One for All. I'm really excited to see where it goes, but man, was parts of this episode super extra that I'm like, this is why My Hero is such a well-done anime and that it's so greatly balanced with action and comedy because there were some very extra parts in here. I dug <laughs> Indeed. it. Indeed. Olive. This episode was hashtag not filler. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know it just was a really great episode. I love that we're getting more interesting uh, backstory and kind of just vibes and from these villains, quote unquote. I mean, they're villains, La Brava and Gentle, but they're not trying to kill. They just really want to be noticed. And it's really interesting. And I like this, that that they're not trying to be, I guess, particularly particularly evil, I think. I mean, maybe maybe so. It's arguable. But they don't want to kill. I thought that really stood out to me. I love how seeing just seeing the supportiveness within Class 1A, despite them being different, they're so supportive, especially of Jiro and what she mm-hmm. wants to accomplish. And she's kind of being like, um, kind of everyone's really looking her looking to her. And I think Bakugo also kind of like had a really huge role in this episode of helping mm-hmm. like let's not just do it for ourselves. Let's let's kill. <laughs> I love his wording, which we'll kill talk. them with our yeah. sound. But yeah, I, that was but so I think it's his, such a Bakugo. That was very way. Extra. right. But I think his point was to let's not just do it for ourselves, let's do it for everyone. And yeah. so it was just a great message. And of course, all my and Deku talking about twenty percent. I love whenever they talk about percentages. It's just so funny with one for all. It's just it. It was a good episode. I enjoyed it. Yeah, this one was nice because it, even though it was maybe not crazy action going on, there was a lot of character development. It's very interesting. We learned about a lot of people. Uh, and Ollie, as you were saying, we got Gentle Criminal and La Brava. And yeah, they're they've been doing crimes and putting the videos online for about six years now. And they, they point out, like, the time when there was freedom in the chaos, when the distinction between hero and villain was a little more vague. I don't know if I really agree with that. I'm like, well, what about your average citizen? Because I feel all mm-hmm. the villains want that time, but all the heroes are like, well, wait a minute. It's like, can we get a man on the street kind of idea? Like, yeah. how do you feel about this? Uh, but yeah, they're, I wouldn't say they're exactly evil because right. they said yeah. they are only exposing people that like did bad things anyway so La, Bra- uh, La Brava and Gentle Criminal are kind of like the Dexters of yeah. My Hero Academia I I don't A know how bit. to here's the thing I love La Brava I think she's super funny and she's such a fangirl I don't know whether to 
take these two criminals seriously or if they're going to kind of come out and be super dangerous later on. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if My Hero is going to do that. Again, uh, we have not read the manga. We are watching the anime only, yes. so please, no spoilers. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if the show is going to be like, haha, you shouldn't have underestimated them because they're actually uh, pretty powerful. But another thing, too, that I think is so funny is the distinction between hero and villain, we see heroes, obviously, and then we see these villains who are very extreme when it comes to the chaos. And, like, they're villains, but I don't want to say that their crimes are minor, but their crimes are... In the scheme of things, yeah, yeah they're in, not in the, as in, bad as they in could In the be. broad scheme of things, yeah, they're definitely not as chaotic as the villains that we have seen, like Stain and yeah. uh, the Shigaraki. League of Villains. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is very refreshing. I think they are almost as acting as kind of like vigilantes, which we don't have that vigilante, like, category yet we it's always like it's very it's very black and white yes it's very black and white within my hero academia the lore of it so it's always like you have to either be a hero or a villain whereas like these characters to me they're they're i guess they're in a sense villains but yet they are on they're almost in like this gray category and something that they said really stood out to me which i I forget who said it It was either gentle la brava but um there's something that's so captivating that audience are just so drawn to like violence and mm-hmm. and hate and killing like that's some that's so newsworthy and we're so drawn to that but yet like we can't think of anything else that's newsworthy i think in real life that i think so it's like we can kind of like make fun of them and laugh at them but no i think they actually have a lot to a lot to say they have a really interesting per- perspective that i don't think a lot of people especially villains, really think about. Because villains is always about killing and trying to, you know, way laced and whatnot. So it's interesting. Yeah, and I love that we're getting a little more of the gray spectrum of villains too because we've seen absolute evil ones. And yeah, we can't believe all villains, air quotes on those, would be the same level of chaos. Mm -hmm. There may be other ones that are like, you know, we're going to do more petty crimes. Oh, well, because we've seen petty crimes. We've seen robberies and things like Mm -hmm. that. But this seems more a planned, calculated, but again, not malicious. Like, they're not hurting anyone. They haven't physically beat anyone up exactly. They haven't, I mean, they had the people tied up, but we don't know how they knocked them out. We still haven't quite seen their powers. Um, I like the Tanisha says. I was looking yeah, at that comment. Yeah, you want to read that yeah. one, Veronica? Yeah, Tanisha in our chat is saying they're more like Team Rocket or the campy versions of a Batman villain, which I totally yes. see them kind of being a Team Rocket, where they're the villains, but they're super quirky. They're super campy. Yes. They're kind of like weird and you know not great villains, quote unquote. Yeah, and they're not like running out ready to kill people. Their plan isn't to take over the world. You know, so it's like, oh, okay, I like, I like them. I'm intrigued. I'm just like, hmm, all right, yeah. give me a little more info on I them. I definitely think they're just trying to make a statement. And they, like, yeah. I, I think, Veronica, you weren't here for a while, but I think they're, they really want to go viral. And it's very telling of the times. Everyone yeah. wants to go viral. Mm-hmm. Viral. Which, speaking <laughs> of that, that leads into their plan of, like, well, let's sneak into UA to show, expose how not locked down they are. Which I was like, that's actually a good motivation for them that mm-hmm. that's not malicious it's good to point out be like hey actually we broke into your school you think you're so secure but we'll see how that goes it's yeah. one of those maybe good intentions but then league of villains is like cool thanks 
Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they might piggyback on that. Yeah. I just kind of want to go off of something that Ollie was saying about how, you know, they made the comment of we are so drawn to, like, extremes mm-hmm. and, you know, violence and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I agree with you, Ollie, in that it is kind of very telling of the times where it's, like, something very extreme is what catches your attention and something kind of more in the gray spectrum can a lot of times go unnoticed. And I didn't really even put that together until you mentioned it. And I thought that was such a great, great point. Yeah, unfortunately I mean it's reflection of our real world of what people mm-hmm. want to look at and everything like mundane videos of people doing what might be considered mundane gets no views but like oh right. someone wipes Some, out and is hurt yeah. oh everybody watches why are we it. so drawn to the yeah. drama of it mm-hmm. all yes uh, so then speaking of other planning we get to the general studies kids are mad slash annoyed with our class 1a uh, which is interesting to see a little bit of them because we don't get much of them. But I liked the quad where they're kind of walking and looking yeah. over like, oh, they're trying to do this thing for us. Yeah, right. And they are skeptical. As a viewer, I found this exchange very hard to kind of consume just because, you know, Class 1A, and I think it might have been Bakugo, or I'm not exactly who mentioned it, but, you know, they didn't ask for the attention that has been bestowed upon them. They didn't yeah. ask to be attacked by yep. the League of Villains. This is just the unfortunate circumstances that they have been dealt, and they're kind of dealing with it as they come and trying to do their best, whereas other kids in UA find them to be such a burden. And it's like, as a viewer, it's kind of hard because it's like they're going through so much, and, you know, you don't want other people to be like, oh, those Class 1A kids, where it's like they, they're going through so much. So that was kind of hard to... Because uh, well, we know, because we yeah. know, but at the same time, they're probably you know thinking, oh, they're very um, only thinking about themselves. They're yeah. they're doing this for us, but are they really doing it for us, or are they doing it for them to appease us? Yeah, kind of thing. I think it'd be interesting slash beneficial for these students to have more things where they intermingle with the others because it really is separated of us versus them. And they don't get a chance to really talk to them at all or go, hey, so how was that experience attacked by villains? You know, how did you deal with it? Like, no, it's really mm-hmm. yeah. them over there. And it's like, oh, come on, guys. Like, you're not even giving me a chance to talk about it. Uh, so, which is what you're saying earlier, we lead to Bak- when they're planning out what instruments they're going to do. And it comes out, Bakugo can do the drums, which is cool. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, of course he can do drums. And he's like, of course I can. Mm-hmm. I just I just want to yeah. point out uh, Dragon Videos in the chat is saying, I feel that the general studies students weren't being fair to Class 1A, mostly because they didn't understand the gravity of the mm-hmm. situation, which was my uh, exact same reaction to that yeah, scene. Yeah, it's unfair, and I wish it could be conveyed to the students more about, like, what they went through. Like, this would be a learning experience for all the students if the class one I could talk to the others, be like, hey, this is what can happen in the real world because the other students are going to be in the real world later anyways. They might not be in the same exact situations, but they're still going to graduate and go out there. So be like, hey, guess what? This could happen to you. I also just think they're just really jealous, to be perfectly I think honest. True. I think Probably. it's, a, it's yeah. FOMO. They're experiencing FOMO. And also, not only the attack that they went through in mm-hmm. season one and season three, but wasn't it season two where it was... Was it season two? Bakugo won the tournament. So clearly 1A, that is where it's to be. Like, everyone wants to be in 1A. Not, not really, but... This is like an esteemed class of They're characters. the honors class, the right. AP class. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So everyone does have their preconceived notions against this class. So yeah. I think it is a lot about jealousy, but yet I don't think there's a lot of like no one's letting the other classes know like everything that like you guys have been saying and what they've been through and they're not really educating the masses, I think, 
and not getting that message across of what struggles that these characters had to really go through, yeah. yet they're still so positive and yet still so supportive of each other as Class 1A. So that's mm-hmm. why I really just love these kids. And like, I'm I mean, like, I just loved, you know, them, you know, going to bat for each other and Bakugo's speech and everything. And Jiro was just slaying the lyrics. So. It was just a beautiful episode. Like, That's I probably loved how I loved it so much. Why they've bonded so much is because they've been so much, so much so isolated oh, yeah. and so much that they've been through together. It's like, isn't there some kind of general studies class that could all take together where everybody mixes and mingles? Yeah. Like, let's they spread everybody need... up. Like, one A is homeroom, and like that's your first class, and then you go mix and mingle with the other kids. But no, so yeah, we get Baku goes as we were saying his great speech about like, no, no, no we need to like do this. And do it and do the best we can. Which, in a weird way, it's funny, it was so Bakugo, and I like the rest of the class is like, yay, great speech, which is not what he was really intending to do. It's like, oh, Bakugo, some character growth, yay. Um, he <laughs> sarcastically and yeah. truthfully. the best Bakugo way. I was yes. going to say, it's a very Bakugo way to go about it. Yes. It was not necessarily meant to be supportive. No, but it's like little bits of growth for him. Because uh, I, I, I'm wanting him to mingle more with the class. And I feel he's he's still a little one note for me. So I'm liking these moments where he's like, it's his view on the world, but it actually does line up with what they're doing right, right now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, no. And that makes sense. Like, guys, we shouldn't just do this. Because then it is selfish. Like, I am only baking you sweets to give you candy and whatever to make you feel good. Yeah. Which would make me feel good. And then it's like, no, you need to do it purely to do the best, not to, uh, for the thanks, you know? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, go Baku, go. All right. Because he could have very well said, oh, we're, we're just going to do it because we're the best class, whatever, yeah. you know? But no, he had a, he had mm-hmm. actually had like a different motivation for everyone. And that was very not Bakugo mm-hmm. that we're used to in a sense. Yeah. So yeah. he's definitely grown from season one. Actually, and then speaking of the drums, I like this. Butterfly Angel in the chat says, Bakugo asking if that was good after playing the drums for the first time was funny and good learning experience for him. I think it showed how far he's come because I don't think he would have done that in season one. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. I don't think he would have asked. He would have just been like, that's amazing. Deal with it. Now yeah. he's kind of like, you guys like it? Yeah, but, he's oh. slowly starting to appreciate and respect the opinions of others. He has really high walls, and they've been chipping it down just a little bit with the class. And it's like, oh, yay. Because you want them to all get along, and he feels like the one dead weight mm-hmm. of not participating in the group. Uh, so I like that he's growing. So then we also get the – I like that there's going to be the different elements to their show of like, okay, everybody, which Jiro's kind of pointing out, like, no, no, we got to do all these different things. So, of course, we need instruments. We need a band. Okay, sure. And then, okay, well, wait, who plays what? And it was great to see everybody's skills and talents and then leading of, like, who gets to dance. This was my favorite part of the episode because Ashido had her moment to shine Mm -hmm. where she was, you know, really trying to put together the dance group and then also putting together the special effects, which I thought was hysterical of how we were going to get effects. And then I love Jiro and how everyone is very supportive of her and, her, Mm -hmm. and, you know, her trying to realize that music is a hobby, but she can also use it in her day-to-day life as a hero, which she was feeling super insecure about. So I love that they were super supportive of her. And I also just liked knowing who was going to be the band. I was saying their anticipation, like, well, who is going to play the guitar? Who is going to sing? And when Toko Yami was on the guitar, I got very excited. Oh, I, just, I, was so I, love I was like, yes. I love him. So that was fun. I, mm-hmm. Well, similar for him, too. I go, of course, he knows how to rock. Yeah. And then, of course, Momo plays piano. I'm like, yes, she has, like, this classical upbringing. Of course, she learned how to play piano. And, like, oh, we'll just put that on keyboard. Like, perfect, great. And then how they could all do effects. And everybody really wants to participate and use their quirks. 
which is great. Except we do not need Ayama. We don't need Mineta. We don't need Kirishima well, as Ma- the vocals. Sorry. As the vocals. Yes. Oh. Which that was, that was part of the extraness that I love. As soon as Shiro started singing, like these rays of light were yeah, coming like, out and oh. they were so KO'd. It was, oh man, I love when anime goes just like mm-hmm. bonkers. Yes. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. I, I do like that though Mina goes, hey, uh, Mineta, you know, you could dance with all the girls because it's going to be like a little harem for you. And he's like, this will be the best thing ever. Immediate <laughs> oh, 180. Gosh. Like that's the dose of Mineta I'm okay with of like, yes, we're going to use this pervertedness and this comedic in small doses. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I'm like, great, perfect. Uh, and then, yes, what did you all think though uh, if Jiro's singing in English? I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, Renji um, in the chat said, I wasn't surprised Jiro was going to sing beautifully, but surprised it was in full English. And mm-hmm. I was as well. I thought that was very beautiful, but I think it kind of connects to kind of like how, I don't know, there's, I don't know, I just thought it was very, in a way, universal yeah, speaking, yeah. singing in English for Jiro. I don't know why. Well, I we know that it's was. we know it is Japan, so there is the rest of the world, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. English could be a more commonly learned language. So it, sure, it, it there could was be something. a more commonly learned language, and this might be stretching it. Maybe it's stretching a little too far, but I think it also can show like, oh, she's singing English to kind of show that music is very universal. Yeah, like yeah. you're saying Ollie and how it connects everybody from mm-hmm. all different audiences. It's a very international, mm-hmm. um, you know love I guess mm-hmm. you could say yeah. mm-hmm. so it could also be that uh, actually uh, uh, it made me think of Carol and Tuesday really good anime if you have not watched Carol and Tuesday go watch that uh, they sing in English the show is Japanese but when they perform they sing their songs in English which I thought was really interesting it sounds very beautiful and you're like oh that's like you know I'm just curious too in the terms of the writer room of like mm-hmm. hey why would we change that uh, because, I mean, we gave great examples, but I am curious of... If you know, please leave a comment. That's not really a spoiler. I was just... I thought it was really cool. Because uh, her voice is also gorgeous. You're just like, oh, can we have this as a real song? And put it... You know, I bet somebody's mm-hmm. already put the clip online Some or of the most like that. quietest people have the most beautiful voices. And that's not even, like, mm-hmm. like sounding... Like, that's not just, like, a physical thing in terms of, like, oh, you sound beautiful. No, what you have to say is also very beautiful. And I oh, just yeah. think that really reads into Jiro's character. And so... I really connected with that part of the episode, and I just really love her, and I'm so excited for the performance now that I know it's confirmed, even though I believed in her from day one. (laughs) So I'm just so excited for everyone, uh, the entire Class 1A, to just perform, and all the special effects. It was was a very touching, beautiful moment. I was so proud of her and the entire class at that part. Yeah. And I mean, regardless of them studying English, because, I mean, we've watched plenty of anime where they're learning English, too, but it was still an interesting choice for them to sing. I do like of how they came to the genre of music. Like, what's most popular right now? Like, pop, techno, dance vibe. I'm like, yeah, because it's going to get everybody going slash rock. So I really want to hear what this song is like because I feel this is a little bit of everything. Um, also, please clap in the chat. It says it was sung by the same person who sang the song for when Deku rescued Aerie. It did sound very oh uh, familiar. 
I won't say that it. Was yeah. <laughs> I won't say it. Which, speaking of that, thank you so much for everybody who is joining in the chat. It is great to have you be part of the discussion. If you're watching it later, thank you so much mm -hmm. for leaving comments down below. Yeah. Make sure to click that like and subscribe button so you can be up to date when we have our episodes and in case you missed it. Um, so, yeah, it's great to have love during and after. Thank you. Thank I was just going to say something. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, uh, you know, like Carrie said, shout out to everyone in our chat. Like, please clap. Marcus Ritchie, Renji, mm -hmm. uh, Step B, Tanisha, Butterfly, 702, yes. Angel, and Kid Anon, Dragon Videos, Rashad. Thank you all. Natsu. Thank you all so much yes. for joining us. We love chat. you we guys. Really appreciate Yay. it. Just as much as we love the show. Yes. That's so good. Which is a lot. Yay. We're all, ner <laughs> We're all nerds here. Yay. <laughs> Uh, so we get that, they get their singing, then we get our nice kind of serious moment, which is nice, uh, which was great to have a kind of catch up with Deku and All Might, because even All Might goes, I don't know the last time we had a chat, and it makes sense too, they've both been very busy, they've had a lot going on, so mm -hmm. they haven't had time to be like, hey, and All Might's the only person Deku could truthfully, and get the answers from, person to talk to of like, yo, I'm experiencing these issues, I don't know what to do. And that's when we learn he's kind of hit a dead end with his powers. He's like, I don't know what to do with this. And, like, mm -hmm. only Aerie was the only reason I could go beyond with that. And then I like the, okay, we're going to do some training. Go change in your PE clothes, which was cute. And, okay, we're going to break down the, I love the breakdown of all the power uses. And it was like the, this many, da -da -da -da. here's all the ways you can use your powers. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a great way to explain it visually. Yeah. And then, of course, oh, all Might didn't do everything at 100% all the time. Was anybody surprised by that when Deku no. has his... No. <laughs> You're like, I think Duh. it's just... I, no, I think it's obviously that just All Might had so much control of One for All that he was able to distribute it equally depending on what his situation was. Yeah. And obviously, you know, he even said you were probably using it because you were doing a defensive match or something like that. So he even knew situationally uh, what kind of percentage to use that amount of power. And I also really did like this scene because I think ever since All, from, uh, since All Might kind of went into retirement, I... I kind of sometimes forgot about the fact that, like, oh, he can still be a mentor, mm -hmm. even though he's not, you know, in the previous state that he was, even though he's kind of, you know, in the small, he's small might, basically. He can still be a mentor. Yeah. And I love the fact that we got that again, especially because you, like you're saying, Carrie, they have been so busy. All Might hasn't been able to be on the front lines of battle like Deku has. So the fact that they could come together for this moment and you know, restore that mentor trainee relationship. I really liked seeing it. And we still haven't gotten the whole story with Nana and All Might. Nana was his teacher, so I yeah. don't know exactly who is also, isn't the grandmother of Shigaraki or something like that? So we still don't know the full scope of that and like how she taught All Might everything he needed to know. So there's still a huge chunk of the puzzle missing that I feel like we really need to know. So maybe All Might wasn't the best teacher for a decade. No. But anyways. Well, it's great he's getting back into the teacher-mentor right. role. Because absolutely, as you're saying, Veronica, you can, still, like, yeah. you can teach even if you can't do it. Like, right. you could be an instructor of anything and not have to do it with your own body and be able to explain it to someone. Mm -hmm. Or just change your way of thinking. Like, Deku had never thought, oh, let me essentially stack my abilities and use them all together instead of thinking one at a time. Like, he does essentially a blast of air, which makes sense. Like, you're doing this powerful energy, and that's how you can make a long-range move. But it had never occurred to him, so it was nice to be like, oh, 
Because he needed to grow. And even Bakugo is encouraging him to grow. He's like, come on, when are your powers going to get up? And it's nice to have Deku get past that stumbling block of like, or mental block of what do I do next? Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have we have the last kind of moment in the episode. Mirio Aizawa walk up to the school with adorable looking Aerie. Oh She's my goodness! So cute. I think my heart was fluttering. And it's the first time we've seen her in normal clothes. Mm-hmm. She's always been in the like hospital gown and bandages. Yeah. So cute. I'm like, I want that outfit. What was kind of? It was very cute. I'm so happy that they're doing this for her. But what was kind of sad watching that exchange of like, hey, let's take Aerie to the school festival. Was we learned just how you know tucked away she was for so long. The fact that she doesn't understand, you know, what a school festival is. The fact that she doesn't understand what certain how foods are, how to smile, what candy apples yeah. are, and stuff like that. It, it's really sad to show, you know, just how much she actually went through. You know, we get that broader scope now of well, we know what was happening with the experiments, but we also know that she just didn't live a life. She didn't know about yep. anything. Yeah. And so I'm really, I'm so happy that she's getting this moment to kind of be among good people and getting to experience what a child her age should be experiencing. Mm -hmm. And like people who all genuinely care about her, which she's not used to that as well. Yeah. All right, we're going to hold on to our predictions. Oh, yes, the other last moment, we're going to hold our predictions. Our last moment leads into our special segment. So last moment, we have tea with Gentle Criminal. He is not good at pouring his tea (laughs) at all. He spills the tea all the time. Poor La Brava. Uh, It ends up on her sometimes. They're like, ow, it's too hot. All right, so we'll get into our special segment and then our news. So our special segment, we do our Japanese word of the day. So the word is for green tea, which is ocha. Ocha. O, and so for your Romaji, it's O-C-H-A, Ocha. Ocha. Which is green tea, because I don't think it, I think his looks like a little bit more of an Earl Grey, but um, I think that was cute. Of I liked how, it's just so silly. Like, mm-hmm. that's another example of it being silly. They're like, but why? All right, so now we'll get into some news. All right, there was a special world premiere the other day, and one of the people on this panel got to attend. Ollie, take it away. I mean, it was an amazing experience. Probably one of my favorite carpets I ever did was for my hero, the Academia Heroes Rising. I did it with Jamie Gray, who's unfortunately not here. We had such an amazing time. It was a crazy, not a stressful carpet. It was a little stressful. But... (laughs) Because it was so, it was so large, you know. It was a big carpet. A many... A lot of people. Mm -hmm. It was such an amazing sight to see everyone there and all of all ages all races and such a diverse group of people who just genuinely love the show love anime and just want to talk about it and experience this amazing second film in the in the series and i jamie's dream came true of talking to one of her idols chris sabat and i got to talk to justin briner who was the voice of deck who is the voice of deku and honestly one of my favorite interviews i've ever done he was such he literally is the living embodiment of deku and it was such an honor to talk to him and i loved how you guys can go check it out on the animation channel of our all of our interviews and also on after buzz tv mm-hmm. so please go check those out and thank you guys for watching them and commenting on them. i'm so excited just to watch this film with so many diehard fans of the series it was such an honor and i just loved it how just people anyone like you don't have to look at someone and just assume that they are the way they are no everyone it doesn't matter what people look like people just genuinely love anime and it was just very beautiful and I loved the movie and it was just mm-hmm. exciting and uh, I just am excited for everyone to go see it February February 26th 
Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those yeah. videos were, real quick, some of the videos are already on this playlist from My Hero Academia, so check in the playlist, or you can just look on the AfterBuzz animation mm-hmm. channel, and there'll be more, so keep uh, keep on the lookout. Uh, yeah. Yes. And I just wanted to chime in here. Carrie, you yeah. were actually saying how when you attended the premiere for the first movie, it was a def- it was a different it was in different terms of vibe. S- different mm-hmm. vibe, different in size. This one was obviously Huge. much bigger, much grander. We have pictures of, you know, pretty much a great chunk of the cast in attendance. It was a star-studded carpet, so many like you were saying, uh, Ollie, so many diverse groups of people coming to celebrate anime, so many voice actors coming to celebrate their work, so much support of all of the new voice actors who were cast in this movie. Mm -hmm. It was such a great, you know thing to see and we thank everyone and our friends yeah. at Funimation for you know allowing us to have the experience to go and to watch it as well yeah Absolutely. and last thing I'll say is that this is such a great anime because there's so many different characters and I know it can be stressful keeping track of everyone but yet despite that the fact that there are so many characters that gives room for more voice actors to get work you mm-hmm. know I think that's such a phenomenal thing for not only Japanese voice actors but also voice actors in America so it's just cool to just meet these different voice actors and get to know their stories and how excited they are and just loving their job day in and day out of just being able to voice characters and use their voice literally physically and also like I don't know spiritually you know and also just it's just an amazing job that they get to do and the fan turnout was huge Um, there were so many people who attended it so that you have the power to keep anime movies coming to theaters. So if you didn't get to go to the premiere, make sure you see it when it comes to theaters because that's what keeps anime movies coming back to theaters is people going, getting tickets. Uh, I love that when so many people come out and show support to see it on the big screen. And speaking of that, we did get to watch it. Uh, we are not going to do any spoilers. Do not worry. We're just going to, we all enjoyed it very much. This one, you get more of everybody doing something, which was great compared to the first one, which I felt the first one mainly focused on a few people. And this one is like, everybody (laughs) gets a moment, which was great. Multiple moments. Veronica, any thoughts on the film? I'll wait to save my thoughts and opinions until everyone can kind of get to see and we can all share. Yes. And all the other... Besides, go see it. Yes. (laughs) Oh, well, no, I completely... I'll just kind of like piggyback off that. Like everyone gets... Everyone in class... 1A gets like a little moment and I was even talking to Kyle Phillips who does Denki Kamanari's voice the mm-hmm. electricity yes. zap. Um, and I think that was very special because a lot of the characters that didn't get to shine in the first movie get to shine in the second film yeah. so and then there's just a, such a cool crop of villains so stay tuned for them yes they're so, so cool you like them they're likable villains in a sense <laughs> In a sense. They're interesting, yeah. <laughs> Definitely stay tuned for next week. Once it's come out, we'll let you do a little more in-depth and we'll have a moment to let you know if spoilers or not. But overall, we definitely enjoyed it. Uh, make sure to go check it out, February 26th. Uh, check your local listings for your theater. Uh, they have both subbed and dubbed versions available. Both are amazing. All right, let's do some quick predictions. And now, your AfterBuzz Anyway, Vernon predictions? I mean, I don't have anything that's like, I really need to know. I just kind of want to see how this school festival is going to come to fruition. I really want to see, you know, actually, that's what I want to see is I want to see the general studies kid kind of um, 
understand a little bit more, I guess, what Class 1A has been through and also trying to get a better understanding of lack about that they generally do care about everyone and that they are trying their best to give them something that helps them out, something that helps them relax because they are they are also dealing with their own things. So I I want to see how that comes to fruition. I want the I want it to go well because I have this like inkling that gentle criminal is going to come and it become a problem. But I'm like, oh, I just want this to go well because I want it to go well for Ari. I want her to have a good time. Yeah. Um, maybe he'll come in, but whatever could be a problem gets foiled, and they're like, no, no, and they keep it, and it'd be a good festival. This will maybe be the first time we get to see Ari smile. Like something's gonna happen, and she'll be like, finally get a chance to relax. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think and then. I hope this is a school-building activity that can bring everybody together and not keep Class 1A so separate from the others and have the others go, okay, maybe they actually do, they're not arrogant or they're not, because it seems like the other students feel that, like, Class 1A is stuck up or arrogant or, like, you know, that they don't care about everybody else, but they do. They've just had a lot of distractions that kept them rather busy. So I hope this is something that brings a whole school together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I think... Jiro's I, I I don't think this will happen, but I hope we get more backstory on Jiro. I love that. Jiro's one of my favorite characters for sure. Um I think she's gonna slay the house down along with Bakugo and all of class one A. They're gonna kill I, it. <laughs> they're gonna kill it. And I think that the fact that La Brava and Gentle, they're not these killing villains that they set out to be, like a lot of other villains. I think they're kind of not I don't think we have to worry about them, honestly. They're I think they're gonna be there to serve some type of purpose, but they're they're it's gonna be foiled, like Carrie says. And so we have bigger fish to fry here at My Hero. Yes. But um yeah, I think they're gonna cause some problems for sure. But you know, the festival one A is gonna have it, you know, they're gonna come out on top regardless. Yeah. Uh, also, super quick note, you do not need to be that familiar with the show to watch the movie. I mean, if you're watching this, you're up to date with it. But in case you want to bring your friends, they will not be lost. Like, if you show them the first two episodes or something of the anime, even just season one, they'll be fine. Like, the the movie has not too much, hey, here's information on it, the way um, some movies can have, like, here's in case you missed everything. No, they that you get bored if you've seen it. No, they don't do that at all. It's just like, here's a little bit of info in case you've never seen this show. So I, I like that they do that. So it's one of those, it could be your gateway drug into the show if you've never seen it. And if you like the show, you'll get more of the depth of the characters. Like, yeah, I think it's a good way to play. In case anybody was wondering of where you need to be in the show or if you want to bring your friends or something like that. Cool. All right, thank you so much for watching, listening, and uh, Ollie, where can people find you online? Hey guys, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Ollie Jimmer. I recently just tried to embody uh, Shoto Todoroki, so check yes. me out. And I hope I did it justice. Thank you guys. Hey everyone, you can find me, Veronica Valencia, on Twitter and Instagram at it's me, Veronica underscore V. And my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. Make sure to also check us out on Twitter as a show. It's ABTV Anime. Again, ABTV Anime. We post all kinds of press releases, movie updates, and manga info. So just check that out. Also, if you're a fan of Sword Art Online, there is an after show for that as well. All right. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next week. Sayonara. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.